Hello, and welcome to this episode of the CoLab podcast from our studios in Clearwater, Florida. I'm Executive Director Christina Baker, and I'm super pumped to share today's guest with you, so let's jump on in. Today, we're chatting with Master Barber Tina Sapia. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it, honestly. Um, I really do. So how long have you been a Master Barber? So, I mean, there's a debate. Really, because once you finish school, you finish school with your master barber's license. Okay, right? gotcha. But uh, the people that have been a barber, master barber for a long time would say the more time you're in, the more of a master you become, right? Sure. So, so you're just a barber until you're in at least 10 years plus. Yeah. And then you're a master barber. Okay, so, so how long are you in? 10 years. So oh, I think I made, made it. it. I made the, uh, <laughs> I made the cut. Yeah, so, yeah. I think, anyways. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me where you grew up because uh, I'm, I'm detecting a little bit of an accent. Yes. Um, I'm from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Um, I've lived in Florida for 20 years, so... I mean, I haven't lost the accent probably because my whole family still lives up there. Yeah. So I go up every year to see them. But, okay. yep, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Okay. Tell me about your childhood. Childhood, I live, well, I'm Italian, first born in America, Sicilian, actually. Okay, so, so your parents were born in Sicily? Yeah, my my whole family, my sister, my brother, father, mom, I'm the only person that was born oh in America. Oh, my so goodness. First generation. Okay, so you're the baby? I'm the baby. All right. Yep. Of how many? Uh, three kids. Okay. Yeah, and they're both way older than me. Okay. So, um, Were you the oops? I was the oopsie daisies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was me, oopsie daisies kid, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my thing you still. Did, you turned out all right. <laughs> turned out pretty all right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah, that was a strict, strict childhood. Yeah. Wasn't able to do really much of anything, um, but still was able to do more than my sister did. But Stri just not as much as what my brother did. Okay. Strict because of your Italian heritage or mm -hmm. strict because of Catholic or religious reasons or combination? Probably all <laughs> of the above. Because um, the thing is, you know, yeah, they're Catholic. I'm a girl and they're very Italian. So my father always put a lot of strict rules in my mom as well. So couldn't have people stay over. I couldn't sleep over people's houses. We could. We just hung out with our cousins, basically. Yeah. So anytime we wanted to go out, it, we had to ask months in advance. <laughs> and and even if we did go out, we'd have to make sure the house was clean. Like at least for me and my sister, anyways. Yeah. And but it was different for your brother. Yeah, my brother's a boy, so he gets to do whatever he wants to do, anything <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> How's that make you feel? A little salty, but you know, I learned to, I, I love my brother. So, yeah. you know, he, yeah. live your life. This is awesome. For yeah. You. All right. So, what was high school like for you? High school was so much fun, honestly. I loved high school. I loved going to high school, uh, going to school in general, because that was my time to hang out with my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like at home, I, I couldn't do anything. I could barely be on the phone. But I, I, you know, ride my bike around the block. But how many times can you do that and have <laughs> yeah, fun? You know? Right. <laughs> So when I went to school, I was like, yes, I can be myself. I could talk to my friends and chat and do my thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was friends with basically every group cool. in high school. Cool. Any sports? Music? Wasn't allowed to do sports. Okay. No one could pick me up after school, and they didn't want me okay. riding out with anybody else. So okay. stayed true to the uh, rules. Here. All right. What about, like, music? Music was my thing. Okay. Uh, any chorus or band or anything like that, that's... So that was allowed? That that was allowed only because it was during school gotcha. hours. And if anything, if we had a 
concert, it'd be at night. Yeah. When they were and home. Yeah. Yeah. And they would go. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they would go. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but they would go. Yeah. Are your parents still living? Yes. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they might move down here and uh, maybe. If my sister moves here by the end of the year, they're definitely moving down. But well, if not, exciting. then they're just going to come visit for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So after high school, what happened? What you did you did you think about the college route? Or, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there was no doubt. I wanted to go to college. Awesome. The more time I could spend away, <laughs> the better. And did you have the yeah. grades to support that dream? I actually did. So I went to to college. I went to Keene State College in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, and um, I got into a sorority. You know, I had the best time of my life. I majored in Spanish business. So I'm just like, okay. And I actually traveled to Spain, lived there for a semester. It was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So I lived my life in college. Okay. And and then after college? After college, what I did was I, I moved out, which is not really a great thing to do as, as a woman in Italian in the Italian culture. You don't move out until you're married. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see marriage, obviously, in my future. Why so obvious? like At that point in time, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> being me, you know, I knew I was gay. Okay. You know, I knew I was a lesbian. Okay. But they didn't. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they assumed because the way I look is how I've always looked, except okay. with long hair. Okay, so you didn't so. try to hide it. You've Mm-mm. always been you. Yeah. Yeah, that individual. I never liked dresses, Never, and none of that. Yeah. So I just... Um, so, But it wasn't talked about at home? Never. Okay. Never. I went to school and lived my life and yeah. did my thing. You know, but know? After, after college, I moved away. Um, they were upset, which was fine with me because I needed to live my life, you know? Yeah. So I moved away with my homegirl, and um, I lived in Manchester, New Hampshire for a while, got a job. So how old were you, like early 20s? Yeah, early yeah. 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like 22, and, 23. And but I was obviously 17 or 18 when I went to college, so yeah. that I was already gone. Yeah, and okay. doing my thing, paying yeah. for my own, you know, yeah. type stuff. So then um, after school, I landed this job um, doing like field marketing for uh, Dunkin's and Pepsi. Mm. So with that job, I traveled a yeah. lot. To New York. I worked months at a time in New York City. We'd go back and forth. And, wow. You Were know. you an independent contractor or an employee? Um, I worked for a promotions company. Okay. So so they had a big accounts with all these Mountain Dew Vertical Challenge, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I, would, I would be doing all those. Okay. So I'd be there. So that's how I got to be so, like, outgoing, like, being able to control crowds and stuff because – We'd go to concerts and stuff and yeah. just like hand stuff out and promote for them. Wow. So it was kinda it was kinda neat. I mean, I feel like that is the perfect job for you in it, that at that time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I can completely see you doing that yeah. in that stage of your life and being like super pumped to do it. No. Oh, I was I was pumped because to me I wanted to be famous. My whole life I've wanted to be famous. Okay. That was my goal. Okay. And so this kind of got me closer to famous people. Yeah. So I kind of worked that. So when, you know, I would have the crowds, they'd be chanting for like a little tiny stuffed animal. You know what I mean? I'm like, say my name. (laughs) Chantina. You know, I can't hear you. You know, stuff like that. So I loved it. Yeah. You know, obviously. Okay. So what was your next move after that? Next move. um, So from Manchester, New Hampshire, and I had quit that job. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Massachusetts again. Okay. Um, I moved to Lowell, Massachusetts. I worked at Home Depot. Okay. 
I worked there too. Yeah? Yeah. Nice, obviously. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All the cool kids but, <laughs> worked at Home Depot. <laughs> so worked at Home Depot. And then at Home Depot, I met somebody. I met this girl and um, she had two kids and that was fine with me, you know. And we ended up hitting it off really well and we're together for a long time. Finally, I come out to my family, and it okay, wasn't how really. Old, how old were you then? I was twenty five. Okay, so I was you're still fairly young when you came out. Yeah, yeah. So it was really scary, right? Because yeah. at that time it wasn't cool to come out yeah, to do anybody. You, do you mind talking about that a little bit in depth? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Um, it was so you could imagine the Italian family was wicked strict. They had plans for me, you know, and so, you know, I told them, and it was like, what. You know, so they were yeah. shocked. They were shocked, kinda. Right. My mother knew. She knew. She knows everything. She's like a psychic. I yeah. swear to God. So she knew everything, uh, but just to that. Yeah. Straight up, I'm. I am this way. I'm. This is my girlfriend. It was a big thing. So they didn't speak to me for a while. So I'm like, well, at this point, I really have nothing to lose. My family hates me. So I'm just like. I got this girl. I'm going to move. Yeah. She's like, well, my dad says we can, you know, until we get our feet on the ground, we can stay at his house. I'm like, let's go. So we, we uh, transferred. We we're going to transfer down here. We, and, uh, but we ended up getting a job at the Cracker Barrel for a <laughs> sec. <laughs> um, I did not work there. Yeah, no, it's not fun. <laughs> so um, so we, we uh, moved down here. And within a week, I, had a, uh, I quit the Cracker Barrel. And within a week, I had a regular, like, yeah. Job forty hour work week blah, like blah, back blah. in marketing, it was more like um, verification, mm. like on the computer at all data times, stuff. data entry. Yeah, you know. But I was used to being up north, so my work ethic it was a lot different, mm. and they noticed that right away. So I'm over here plugging away, not saying anything to anybody, showing up on time, leaving late, you know, doing that yeah. my thing that I would do up north. Right, and down here they were like. Let's move, <laughs> Let's move you up. Let's move you up. So within like months, I became like a higher in a higher position, and then in another higher position, so on and so forth. Cool. But after that, um, Kristen's dad actually got me a job working for a construction company. So I started off as a QA. So I'd go around and QA everything and be putting pieces of blue tape, walking customers through their brand new house. You know, oh, okay. hey, what do we do? And getting our subs to come and fix it. Yeah. So they were like, dang, you, so after like a little bit, they're like, you're doing great. Let's move you to an assistant. So I became an assistant builder. And then a month after that, I became a build regular builder because really? I, I just did really well. It was like my forte. That is so cool. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I did that for years. What, do you mind what saying what company? Uh, it was DR Horton. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, would they, was it custom homes or was it like No, triplexes. Okay, yeah, triplexes. They were triplexes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I had, so then, like, I was loving doing that. You know, no one bothered me. I just had my little crews right. that would do things. And yeah. we'd walk through inspections together. And, they, you know, I treated them right. They treated me right. Type yeah. Thing. So they would do right for me. I'd do right for them. That is, that's a great setup. Yeah, it was um, awesome. So you had your... It wasn't a general contractor's license, though, no. was it? It was just a building, a builder. Just a, just a builder. Yep, yeah, I was a builder. Yeah. So basically, they gave me that like a thing. I'm like, I want my own community, and they're yeah. like, they're like, well, if you could finish this project, because it was like a million dollar home at one point, and nobody could get it fi finished because it was in 
South St. Pete. Mm. And no one wanted to go all the way down there. It was like in Banyan. It was called Banyan Bay. Yeah. So I finished this one house. I got it done within like a few months. And they were like, what the? Like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you doing to get these people down here? Right. I'm like, I don't know. I respect them, I guess. Yeah. I talk to them. I talk communicate. Talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Do I all the tell things. Tell them what's expected. Right. Like, when I need it. Hold you know? them accountable. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. And so they told me, if you finish this, you could have your own. I'm like, okay, cool. I finished it, and then they put me on with the reg- with the guys, the rest of the guys. So they gave you your crew, mm-hmm. and then from then on, it was it's from what I can tell, it's more project management. You're yeah. just keeping everything on schedule. Yep. They give you the list of things that need to be done, and you're just yeah. I had to write my schedule. Who's coming in this okay. day? Yeah. So and I had to keep that schedule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is amazing. It was fun. Yeah. And then the market crashed. Oh. In two thousand eight. Yes. Yeah. So then I had to sh- scramble. Did the company go under or did you just had, they just had to cut way back? They had to cut way back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody was building at Yeah, that no point. one was building. Mm-hmm. They built too much or whatever. Yeah. They had houses galore. Right. Inventory was yeah, huge. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. So they just let everybody, a lot of people go. Yeah. Not just me. So it was. Did then, you see it coming at all or was it like, boom, you're done? It was, I had never experienced this in my whole life, just losing a job like that. Yeah. I, I was devastated. Yeah. I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know. I'm, I was wicked naive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I mean, when it came to this kind of stuff. Right. You know, I I, you. So I just didn't expect it. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So I have to find a job. Yeah. So luckily, I know how to speak Spanish and Italian. So <laughs> so that helped me get a job really fast. Yeah. So I started working for Bright House okay. Spectrum. Yeah. And um, I was just a regular customer service for a while. Mm-hmm. And then moved up to the um, the kind of like retention type or escalations. Yeah, right. You know, but I did I both speak to the Spanish. Yeah, yeah, that was your manager. <laughs> yeah. But since my voice is like so monotone, everybody hated me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is the light on your modem on? <laughs> it's not. No, it hasn't been on for like weeks. I'm like, all right, we'll check. The, check it again. Check the power supply on it. Like, I already did that. I'm like, well, we have to go through the steps. Okay. No, it's not. It's not plugged in. I'm like, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> so that's the type of attitude yeah. I had. So I didn't really like it too much. You yeah. Know? I mean, I didn't like that. That has got to be one of the toughest jobs, though. Um, like, that's a nightmare. You could give people five years of free service. They're still not happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then? And then, so finally, that pushed me, right? Pushed me to do what I love. Like, I started... I was, I had been cutting my own hair, right? Because I couldn't get a regular cut at a barbershop. I'd always feel out of place. They would never go as short as I wanted them mm-hmm. to. And and I get it. You know what I mean? That's breaking tradition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, barbering is based off of tradition. Yeah. And to go against that is like, dang. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that no women really allowed in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you, that reminds me, the, the little spinning. The barber pole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where was, do you know where that originated? Yeah. Because I think that's a really interesting story. It is. And that's, that. so that's part of the tradition yeah. that I love. You know what I mean? Um, so what it is, is back in the day, obviously barbers were dentists. They, mm-hmm. they did bloodletting. They did a lot of stuff other than just, you know. Right. So, when they would use the bandages on the people, they would obviously wash them out and then hang them up to dry. So when they're drying, some are blood stained, some are not, you know, some are whiter than others. So once they would put them out 
um, to dry, they would twirl, yeah. you know how, yeah. yeah. So that twirling created the red and the white. Yeah. So, um, so that's how the original so cool. barber pole started. But I think, I think now don't make fun of me if this is not it, but <laughs> I think once it came to America is when the blue came in. Ah, so they kind of made that it. That makes sense. But some people say it has to do with the veins and this and that, but I've never read that or yeah. heard about that. Yeah. So. Thanks for going into that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I got you. <laughs> All right. So you went to school here. Mm-hmm. Where'd yep. you go? I went to Artistic Nail and Beauty Academy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you go, like, I know there's different, um, like, cosmetology and barber. So can you tell us a little bit about what's different bet- that sets a barber different than, uh, like, the, the female oh, side so of it? Oh, so what's the difference? Or the stylist side select, of it, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically the difference between a barber and a stylist is the fact that I can use a straight razor. And they can't, but okay. they can do um, acrylic nails and I can't. Okay. So I can do basic manicures and stuff like that. And they can um, refine a haircut with like um, clippers and yeah. clippers just or a finishing no tool razor. of some sort, yeah. but just not a straight razor. They're not okay. licensed to use it. Okay. Was that scary to learn? Um, Yeah. It's scary because you could slice someone like really badly. (laughs) And I know because I practice on myself. That's how I learned. Okay. I would do like the back of my neck with a straight razor Uh and I'd slice myself up a lot. Yeah. But I learned what angle from there. And then I practiced on my leg, you know. So if you have that passion to do it, you're going to figure it out regardless of if you, you know, learned it or not. And do people ask for that? Like how, for the straight razor? Yeah, like how often do oh, you yeah. use that? They every do. day. They do? Uh, mostly every haircut. Like yeah, I, young, I always have my haircuts. People? Yeah, everybody. Okay. Yeah, they love it. Do you do that on my hair? <laughs> I can do it on your hair if you want. <laughs> just, <laughs> just one time if you want. Every, every time. Why not? One time. Let's but try But usually it. I'll put like a hot foam on the back of the okay. neck and that that's how I'll end the haircut. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that's like an ad, not many people do that. Yeah. So that added touch kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. brings... So did you love school? I loved school. Yeah. So I would work 40 hours a week at Bright House, and okay. then at the end of the day, I would leave and go straight to school in Brandon Whoa. from St. Pete. Whoa. Yeah. I was so dedicated to it. When I, would, it I would, when I wouldn't go to school on my days off, mm-hmm. I was, like, depressed. I loved school that much, Yeah. especially barber school. And how long is barber school? So it was 1,200 hours. Okay. So that's – so. Like a year. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then at the end, you get your, your license certification. certification. Mm-hmm. And then do you have to take another state, state test? Board. Okay, mm-hmm. the state boards. Yep. And and then is there continuing education with Barber or not like in required? Florida. Not in Florida. Okay. There's there's a um to when we renew our license, yeah. there's an HIV test okay. that we have to take about yeah. bloodborne uh, yeah. pathogen, you know, stuff like that, yeah. you know, little disease diseases that you can pass on to people from just using your clippers. Mm -hmm, Sure. So yeah, we do have to take that, Mm -hmm. but that's it. I I mean, other, other states have continuing education for stylists and Cosmos. Um, but not Okay. I saw on social media somewhere that you're connected to wall, the, um, Mm -hmm. the clipper brand Mm -hmm. W A H L. Right. Yeah. Okay. How'd you get involved with them? So, um, I'm an ambassador for Booksy, which is our booking app. Yeah. Right? So when they first started, they they would come out and be like, hey, we have this booking app. So whatever. Long story short, through them, I met some people 
Really? And, and, you know, we hit it off and stuff like that. But so that gave me an idea of how to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting my name out there. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to hashtag this and have, you know, at this person and at that person, you know? So yeah. I had to put more work into each post. Yeah. So because I did it so much and did it so much, um, they would go on under those hashtags and finally they were like, oh, cool, this this girl seems pretty cool. Right. You know, like they like my personality. They like my work. Yeah. And I would share their stuff. And support them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, we want you to join our team, so on and so forth. So they had a specific team that we were supposed to be on, and that's how we started. So now, you know, we keep doing stuff and yeah. represent them. That's and, really cool. On stage and whatnot. Yeah. So my first experience with you, I heard your name mm-hmm. from my friend Aaron Boone. Yes. And... um she would say, I'm going to see Tina Tinasapia, you know, like hilarious. And the other place I heard your name was from another friend of mine that you were cutting her son's hair, who is neurodiverse. He has autism. And she said that how great you were with him. And I was like, all right, I got to go check this girl out. So it was, I got to tell you, it was I was really intimidated the first time, like, as a woman walking into a barbershop, definitely. And my hair was a little bit longer then. And, you know, you walk into this, it's like an established tribe in your place, you know? Like, everybody's positive and having a good time and, you know, maybe maybe ripping on each other a little bit, but Mm -hmm. all in fun. And um, it it just had such a warm environment, coupled with... Like the coolest decor too, <laughs> Thank you know you. the the subway tile and the um, everybody has their own little not little like pretty large vanities that are painted black and everybody's got their own little setups and it was just like old school but not you mm-hmm. know what I mean I mean yes you know what I mean because yes. you so was that all your design yes okay um. A few people, you know, gave me a few ideas here and there and stuff like that. But I wanted it to feel like all because, like, my experience in a barbershop was less than yeah. always. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was, like so you what, felt less than? Yeah. I, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when I, I, I wanted to feel that camaraderie, yes. that banter, you know, that brotherhood, quote unquote. You yeah. Know? So I made it a point, like, while I was building it, I'm like... I, you know what, when people are going to come in here, they're going to feel automatically like family. They're going to yeah. want to come in here. People are going to want to work in here. It's going to be fun for everybody. You could, like, have a conversation with the guy across from me if you want. Right. That's the vibe that I want. Yeah, I love it. From the beginning, that's yeah. what I said to yeah. everybody. And I said, if it, it's not like that, I don't want it. Right. And so they they kept it that way. But thank God I have great people working in there. Yeah, definitely. They're all amazing they people. They are. They are so friendly, yeah. so friendly and welcoming. But you didn't start out of the gate out of barber school with your own place. Tell me. Sorry, I kind of jumped ahead. No, it's cool. Um, walk me through your first job um, coming out of barber school. So coming out of barber school, I really had no idea what it was like to work in a barbershop, obviously. Right. So I had... This guy at um, Bright House, he was my boss, one of the bosses, and he saw me just so dedicated to being a barber. He's like, you know what? I'm going to hook you up with this guy. He owns a barbershop. I go to him. I've known him forever. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went after school, 
And he's like, all right, you have a job with us. As soon as you're done school, you can work. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a real barbershop. I'm yeah. going to work. And and it was, like, mostly um, – mo- well, it was all dudes. Yeah. Mostly black people, mm-hmm. which was my fit because mm-hmm. that's wh- how I grew up. That's mm-hmm. where I felt comfortable. Yeah. That's how I chose my school, too. <laughs> so awesome. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. This is right up my alley. Like, I love this. So I went there, and he like, he's like – you know, he knew my background as customer service, so he kind of put me up here compared to everybody else. Mm. You're going to be in charge. I'm like, what? Wow. I just I just came here. Yeah. Like, what do you mean I'm going to be in charge? You're going to be in charge of this one. Blah, blah. You're the manager, so on and so forth. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Right. He put me in the front seat, which usually barbershop tradition, the front seat is reserved for the person that's the best. You know really? what I mean? That's been there the longest. The, yeah. Ride or die, you know what I mean? You're you're the one that people see first. But I had just got out of school. I was in the first chair. So wow. nobody trusts the person that's the new person. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. You accept that. So I'm over here trying every single person. I'm like, you ready? You ready? You ready? They're like, nah, nah. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I found myself But I got sitting. the first chair. <laughs> I'm sitting all day, oh. basically. I started getting nervous. You know, I was part-time at the shop. So, and then full-time at, at um, Bright House. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, Tina, you have to, you have to, um, you have to quit your other job. I'm like, but this is how I make my money. I don't yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. I'm the only one supporting me, mm-hmm. right? Because I moved to Florida, remember? Right. I, can't, I can't look back. I can't ask for help mm-hmm. from anybody. Right. So I'm like, I have to make at least 120 bucks a day, no matter what. So I got there wicked early, stayed late, you know, at least $120. And this is like 15 bucks a haircut or 10 bucks right. a haircut. It's not yeah. 35 like right. it is now. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'm doing it. I, I'm like, I would go out with cards, my clippers in my car. I would cut anybody's hair that I could. Mm-hmm. I would get up at 1 a.m. Someone called me, hey, I need a cut. <laughs> Come over. Let's do this. So I'd cut up so I could make the money to, yeah. to work every yeah. week. So um, I did that for a while. I sweated it out for a long time. And plus, he, since he wanted me to be the manager, he yeah. would move me to his new location. So I worked at the main location for like four or five months, mm-hmm. started building up a little bit, and then he moved me. Oh, man. So then I had to start over. Yeah. So I went to Tappan Springs, too. And Tappan Springs is more families. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of people that like to get their hair cut every week. Right. They're more like two, three weeks. Yeah. And so... I built there, little by little. I'm just like, I got to do this. I have no choice. So um, finally did that. And then there was, I worked with this kid. And uh, and he's like, he's like, what's wrong with your car? Because I had a piece of junk car. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, why don't you just buy a new one, bro? Yeah. I'm like, if I could, don't you think I would right. buy a new one? <laughs> like, I have no money yeah. at all. My money goes to bills. Yeah. He's like, dang, and you're how old? I'm like, Oh, wow, you call me out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I took that as like a strength, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I turned that around. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He's right. He's not wrong. He's 21 years old, doing better than I am. And what am I doing with my life? So I stopped. I stopped everything. I I went on a diet. I freaking saved money. I stopped smoking cigarettes. I stopped drinking. And I was saving money left and right. You know what I mean? So all the money I made, I was able to do this and do that and save. Wow. So little by little, I'm like, okay, okay, this is great. So my my mind frame was changing now. Yeah. 
all of a sudden he goes, Tina, I built another shop in Clearwater. You're gonna you're gonna man that one. I'm like, <sighs> but thankfully at this point in time, my cousins was like, I'm not going to anyone else. I finally found you. Yeah. So I'll follow you wherever. So I had a good handful of people. And uh, but at that point in time, I got to be myself now. You know what I mean? I, I had the hang of it. I knew I could cut a little bit better. Yeah. So I was a little more outgoing. Um, he wasn't down my yeah. You know, he I had this place to myself. So I raised it as if it was my shop. Mm. I did whatever I needed to for it. And that's where it went. From there, I just did did all that. And then finally, um, so I took him from signing in on a piece of paper mm -hmm. to to him being like, you have to control what everyone's doing. Now now I want $2 a head on top of the $200 a week that you guys are giving me. So every head you do, I want $2 from it. So I had to count everyone's pockets, basically. That's what he made me do. Mm. So... At the end of the day, I'm like, okay, this person did this much, this, much. and we're all upset. Like, we're like yeah. we went from paying two of us, we did the most out of anybody. Mm -hmm. We went from paying eight hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. to sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars a month. Whoa! Because of the two dollars a head. That's rent. That's commission and rent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a second, yeah. sixteen to eighteen, I could have a place on my own. Exactly. I don't need. I don't need a place. Right. Um, so, so I finally was like, that's it. I, I said to the guys, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get a place. I don't know if you guys want to come or not. I'm not going to tell you to come. I don't uh, -uh. like we're coming. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do this. Cause we already approached him yeah. with a solution. Yeah. Cause we're unhappy. He said, no. So I'm like, okay. Gave myself two months to build my shop. Yep. And in two months, literally because of my background of being a builder. Yes. I was able to keep my cat my schedule mm -hmm. down to the inspection. Right. So to the T, <laughs> I had that thing done in two months, and I had the two months for free, right? Because that was under my yep, contract. Yep. So I didn't have to pay rent by myself. So finally, I'm like, "All right, guys, it's go time." Yeah. So they're like, "Let's go." So we left. We left, and and we and he doesn't like us to this day, but yeah. I still try to talk to him. Yeah. You know. So how um, long ago was that? That was six years ago. Okay. It's going to be seven years in August. And is that the same location on Sunset? Sunset and Highland. In Highland, yep. yeah. Okay. Sunset and Highland. I never, never looked back. Then a, a year after I built my barbershop, I built the salon. Mm -hmm. um, that's where Angela works. Mm -hmm. uh, wife? No, Angela's my friend. We we worked together okay. at one point when okay. I built it. Okay. Well, we built it together. Uh, yeah. For her. Okay. Um, but... but um, no, we're like sisters now. Okay, gotcha. we're family. Gotcha. Straight up. Okay. Um, and then let's talk about your social media. Mm -hmm. What about it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just uh, so first I, of all, I, can I ask how old you are? I'm 47. Okay, I am 47 as well. Mm -hmm. So it blows me away that like you're so like TikTok is. I can't like it cracks me up, but I I have not figured out how to do it. How, okay. But um, you have you have over fifty thousand followers. I mm -hmm. checked today. Mm -hmm. Like that is you're a barber. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But you're this huge personality that like is hilarious and great <laughs> and kind and positive and all the things that draws people to you know who are looking for that. I should say. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how it all happened. <laughs> it was the pandemic, right? Yeah. And okay. I was so stressed out. I needed an outlet, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and that was it. I was like doing like n no real <laughs> dances, maybe a few, yeah. but not all. <laughs> Uh, but it was more funny. I was like, yeah. I found it like hilarious. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, these people are like putting themselves. I'm like, why not? Let me right. try. Yeah. So um, so I started doing it every day. And, and little things that I think about, I'm like, this is so weird, but nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just being real genuine on, yeah. my, on my videos and people are starting to like that. You know what I mean? So they were few here, <laughs> few here. I'm like, oh my God, I have a hundred more. Yeah. I'm up to... 800 people right. following me. And I thought that was like so dope. I'm like, yeah. 800 people following me? What? I know it sounds cheesy, but no, like it was, it was funny. It, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. It, got, it passed the time yeah. in a stressful time. Mm. Right? So I kept doing it, kept doing it. Once I got back to the shop, after when we were allowed to go back, right? I did this one uh, TikTok, and it was like Eminem and the Bee Gees doing, staying alive, and then Eminem. It's a, it was like a mix, right? Yeah. And I just zoomed in on my logo and then turned it around. And and I was like, I had my hair all done with my glasses yeah. on. And it was just me. This looks like a job for me. And I just walk into my own barbershop and I'm like, just dancing. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Go like this. You know, waving my hand. Let's go. You yeah. know? Yeah. And for some reason, that blew up. And that day, I just ding, ding, ding. Like, I'm like, what is going on on my phone right, right. now? Someone needs to get a hold of me. Yeah. And I looked at it. I'm like, dang, it's TikTok. It's like thousands 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 like comments and likes and followers and all this stuff and i'm yeah. like oh, what happened yeah you got famous i don't know well yeah <laughs> tiktok famous right yeah. <laughs> which is fun you know yeah. i do it as a pastime but yeah. but it was cool because i got to sell stuff in in my time of need right i got to sell products hats and so i started like developing more like cool stuff to wear stickers yeah this that's so i could send them out like air fresheners this and that right i mean you've the brand is great the logo is great it, i love it Thank i love you. it so so that all came about in that time or was the logo created before then the logo cre was created in my in tarpon when i moved to okay. the tarpon shop yeah um, I was just so bored because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I just kept drawing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build my own shop one day, yeah. you know? And I kept doing the logo because I like to draw. Okay. So I'm like, one day I just was drawing my same picture, was going to draw the face in. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this looks kind of cool. Just the glasses and my forehead yeah. with my hair, right? Yeah. I'm like, this looks kind of cool. So I threw it out to Facebook. I'm like, hey, who can make this into a, like um, a digital image right, for me? Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So one of my homeboys from high school, like one of the quote unquote nerdy dudes, right? Yeah, right. He used to love to drive. He people would make fun of him, but I I never did. And we would always sit next to each other because our last names were the same mm, or close. You're right. So um, so I was friends with him. Yeah. And he's like, "Yo, I got you." I'm like, "No way!" And he was a tattoo artist. <laughs> oh. So he made he turned it into like this thing yeah. and blah blah. He's he's since passed away which is like means it means Goodness. even more to yes. me now yes. but like it's just so crazy how everything just pans out like i'm a huge believer in god so yeah um i do everything through that yeah you know if i have the chance to give to somebody right i will with no hesitation yeah well, so i mean you you definitely personify god you're so kind you're passionate about what you do and thank you i, I, I what i see is that you are just trying to become the best version of you always and along the way lifting people up 
I try to do that, but well, you know there I are see. times where I'm I'm like uh, you know obviously I'm not perfect. Nobody right. is, but right. like I I do have my downfalls. I yeah. really do. Um, but when I do have the chance to do that and to be better or yeah. to become better, you know my faults are nearly as uh, I don't have as much yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that I used to. Yeah, you know I've worked on a lot of stuff. Um, there's more to go, but. But I do try my best every day. Well, it's it's easy to see why people love you and follow you, and and you're you're entertaining and great. Thank you. Um, and I want to talk about one last thing before we kind of close up. Okay. But and it was my first haircut with you. Uh oh. When I was very nervous to oh, come yeah. in there, mm-hmm. and um, I I will never forget what you said to me at the very end and you, you went in slow and, you know, you kept asking me questions throughout and kept checking. Is this okay? Is this Mm -hmm. okay? Which is great because we had no relationship and I, you know, I'm a first time with you. So I appreciated you going very slow, but the last thing you said to me after I paid was thank you for trusting me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, like you are the professional, you're the master barber you cut people's hair all day, every day, but you took the time and you realized the importance of that's that's important. It is. You know, it's important mm-hmm. for your customers to trust you and have that communication. So I, that was awesome. I just wanted you to know that was really awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you noticing that because I just a lot of people feel their hair is their thing. Yeah. And if they don't have long hair, then that's not feminine. Right. It's not. And, and I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so when I have a woman sit in my chair or not just a woman, I'm saying anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Men, women, whoever you are. It's huge because that's what gives you your confidence a mm, lot of the times. Definitely. And I'm in the business of giving confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are. Absolutely. So, so if I'm not checking in with you, hey. Is this good? Is this like, do you want it shorter? I can always cut more hair off, right? right? I can't put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gone there yet. So, um, but I think it's huge that people trust me. Yeah. Because out of millions of barbers around this area alone, mm-hmm. they they come to me yeah. every week, every two weeks. I've had people every week for the past 10 years on the same day come to me. Yeah, I've seen those videos yeah. recently. Those so are that's awesome. what I'm doing. I'm trying to showcase yeah. my people that made me basically yeah. who I am, that trust me weekly, Yeah, you know, to get them straight, mm-hmm. you know, to make them look professional. Hey, I'm going to a wedding. Hey, I'm going to a court. Yeah. I'm going to an interview. You're counting on me to make you look your best. Your best. Yeah. Professional, whatever it may be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And and I take that seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's not a, just a yeah. whatever. I love it. I love it. All right. How can people contact you? What's the best way? Or how can they follow you? Go ahead and spout out all your social stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok, I'm Sapia the Barber. That's S-A-P-I-A, the Barber. And uh, on Facebook, it's Tina Sapia Barber. Beautiful. And through that, they can book me or call me or do whatever. Okay. And then for haircuts, Booksy is the best app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Booksy. Um, and for me, it's sapiasbarbershop.booksy.com. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having this me. Has I been love it. Awesome. And I need haircuts, so I'm going to be booking soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tina. Anytime. Thank you. Bye-bye.